0: Hey guys welcome back it's Barbara Guillen at Barbara Gian.com and I hope you guys are doing great I am doing amazing this weather has suddenly shifted from freezing to pretty darn hot and I'm loving it I love the sun I love the warmth and I despise the cold so it's a good thing for me and today is Super Bowl so I'm not really into the teams that are actually playing although I am rooting for the Bengals I don't even know why it's just really random that I am Uh, And I'm looking forward to the halftime show because it's all my peeps from the 90s. My people. Yeah, it seems like there's not really the same quality of um, hip-hop artists today. The music is trash. Yep, I said it, trash. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for that. And that's about all for me. Oh, although I did forget to mention something kind of important when I mentioned or when I shared the details of my daughter's new engagement, which I'm so excited about, but I forgot to dote on my new son-in-law-to-be. He's so adorable, and we've always loved him, and I just can't say enough good things about Mr. Kyle, Kai-Kai, as me and Gabby call him, Um, love him, and I'm just so blessed and fortunate that my daughter found somebody who's just a sweet and loving uh, soul. So just had to throw that in there because I I was so focused on her excitement that I forgot to brag on him. Anyhow, let's move on. Okay, so uh, you might have been caught by the headline of this show. Sounds kind of crazy, right? But yeah, I feel like I'm keeping a big secret from you guys and the more we get to know each other, the more I feel like I just need to let you know who I am, so you know who you're dealing with, right? I think you'll still like me after, but I gotta, I gotta give you all the details on what happened back in the day, back in my days of fist fatten out there on the streets. So when I was, well, we were, we were getting into clubs uh, with fake IDs from, I think, gosh, probably sixteen up. So these are 21 and over clubs and we always had fake IDs. And when I was 19, we were really hooked on going to this one club in particular. So we were like the regulars knew everybody. And at the time there were a group of girls who were hating on me over a guy definitely was not my fight to care about. Um, you know we're at this club one night we're having a good old time just dancing and you know enjoying ourselves and I go to use the restroom by myself and it's all a blur. I mean I remember most of it but everything seemed to happen so fast that I'm just like what happened? All I know is I come out of the stall and I see this group of girls who already just had their eye on me. We've already kind of had words and looks and exchanges before this day and it was something that was kind of ongoing well the next thing i know is one of them starts approaching me and she looked like she was a full-on construction worker she was big and stocky and even was wearing boots like timberland boots and i was like totally well i'll tell you about my look a little bit later on um, anyway as i've mentioned before i don't back down so when i saw her coming at me uh, I didn't hold back and the next thing I know there are bottles flying, fists flying, hair flying, and I see all my friends and my sister was with us also there. I'm like, how did, looking back, I'm like, how did they even know? Because it was a packed club. It's loud. Music's blaring loud. Everyone's dancing out there. I went to the bathroom that, from my memory, by myself, But everybody ended up being there, and it was just an all-out brawl, guys. So immediately, or shortly after that all started, the chaos began. I found myself and my crew out in the front of the club, and we were just trying to get out of there, just make our way out, be done with all that mess. Well, that didn't happen. So there's cops right out front, and they are staring at me or us in our direction anyway. And I'm like, oh, my God, so paranoid. And sure enough, they come over, and they start asking questions. And they have the girls, uh, the the other group of the girls, standing with them. Uh, one of them's bleeding from her head and holding it and just pointing at us. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. So this is not the first encounter we've had with police officers, but I'll have to tell you those stories at another time. Your girl's kind of cray um but so anyway so then after we got interviewed <laughs> I was in handcuffs and in the back of a cop car headed to the local police station oh my god I was so scared first time no I was just like in shock so fast forward a little bit we get there they book me and I you don't know this about me. Probably not. I am very modest. So when they book you, they also make you get booked naked. Okay. And squat and cough. And I was mortified. I was so, oh my God, cannot believe this is happening. So of course I'm like in there crying like a naked fool doing all that, going through all that. And I think they all had pity on me because they were, they were giving me sympathetic looks and they were being very kind and gentle and just so nice. So I, I said earlier, I would tell you about my outfit. Yeah, I look like if you know, Lisa Left Eye Lopez at that time in the 90s, that was a style I had these big baggy pants on with a belt to keep them up because they were that baggy. And this cute black half top showing my my shoulders and everything. Um, yeah, I was like a tank top. But my midriff was showing. And I guess I wasn't that modest. Well, I was 19. Come on. So um, after they did that, uh, then I had to just sit and wait for them to process everything. And all of a sudden, I don't know, I don't remember how long it was at this point that I had been there, probably like at least an hour. I start hearing voices like muffled, but I hear my name, Barbara, Barbara. And I look over and I'm sitting there crying, right? Still crying. And I look over And there's this little tiny window. I don't even know. Let me see. Um, Probably like, I don't know, maybe 18 by 24, like the size of a frame. And I see like 15 heads. I feel like they were standing on each other's back, carrying each other on their hands. Like they were all staggered heads. My mom, my sisters, my best friends. Um, It was the funniest. I I don't think I laughed at that point because I was so upset but I can just think back and clearly see their faces all crammed in the window, all calling my name, telling me they're going to get me out. Yeah, right. Telling me they're going to get me out. Um, It's going to be okay. They were just trying to reassure me and let me know they were there. And I was just like, I couldn't talk back to them because I just couldn't. I was going to get in trouble if I tried. And even still thinking, I'm like, how is that possible with security like that a mob of people can just show up to a little window right there where somebody's getting booked and communicate with them to a certain degree. So that happens. And then they book me and then I'm like ready to go in for the first time to a big girl's jail. And Oh, this is another horrible thing. Um, I'm like, I'm not a germaphobe, but I'm really particular with like other people's funk and like other people. I had to wear somebody else's, everything gets recycled, right? They just wash them. Somebody else's underwear. (laughs) I still want to throw up thinking about it. And not only that, but they were like size 42 XL. And I was like, I'm a size, I'm still the same size, probably as I was back then, maybe a little thicker, but I'm a size four. So I had to put these underwear and this jumpsuit on or these whatever they gave me pants and shirt whatever and I got roomed with this lady and she was super nice and um, I got assigned a public defender and the next day was court thank God and they let me out on, on OR which is my own reconnaissance I didn't have a record before this it was like I was denying what I was being accused of which was like assault with a deadly weapon or something like that And then I was let out with like, I don't remember how many community service hours, but it was a bunch of hours that I had to complete within a certain time frame. And I ended up doing community service at an Al-Anon club or an AA. I can't remember. I think it was Al-Anon. Anyway, some kind of uh, alcoholic community group. And I think I was a dishwasher. Oh my God. And so I hated that. I hated that whole experience. But I got through it. I did it. And then, of course, you know, I'm only 19 when all this has happened, when all this happened. And for the next, well, yeah, not anymore because now I'm doing my own thing. I don't ever have to write that on paper again. But for the next 20 plus years, I had to write that in on the question on applications. Um, When I I became a teacher, I had to disclose that. And there was this one time, early, 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 uh, in my career. Well, when I was first trying to get a a teaching job right after graduating and it was a local small school district. And, you know, I disclose everything, but apparently this lady who was processing everything, the the lady in HR, the way that it came back to her, um, was really crazy. And so she calls me and she's like, yeah, you put on here, uh, you know, this, uh, that this was on your record. But you didn't tell me that you assaulted somebody with a de- you a deadly firearm. She came back with something very, very extreme and very specific. And I was like, w- uh, no. What are you talking about and where did you get that? Because I want to know if that's what it says on record. Like, I need to fix that. And I believe, you know, my memory is kind of messed up. But I believe it was something that she took to a, a, a friend who was a police officer there locally And so I was really upset by that. And she was snooty as all can be. And um, I didn't end up working for that district or getting hired. But yeah, so I I always hated having to disclose it. But after a while, I was like, this is so petty. I was 19. And, you know, by this time, I'm already in my 30s. It's already been 20 years or whatever. Um, So just something I I hated doing initially, but had to do. And um, yeah, I became a teacher anyway. So there. But, um, yeah, crazy experience. Never again had run ins again a couple of times just for different situations um, with the police. Ugh, man, did we have some times? So, hopefully, uh, you guys still like me. You stick around. And uh, that's about as crazy as it got for me personally. Um, and so, when I tell you I've been transformed. I've been transformed okay there was also really quick before I end this one time um, I was I guess I was still clubbing man as a pregnant 21 year old and I was about six months pregnant I remember my stomach was it was showing for sure but I was still kind of able to I wore a black blazer I remember that and I still kind of like was able to disguise it a little bit so we're at this club and just dancing and whatever. And all of a sudden a fight breaks out. So I'm, you know, pregnant and I get out of the way somewhere safe and everybody ends up outside. And there's some people that I knew who I saw that were kind of involved in this fight. And um, I forget all the details, but somebody that I knew well, he was involved, but he wasn't. There was a shot. There was a shot. Uh, somebody shot a gun and it wasn't him because i saw him when the shot happened and so at this point i had already moved an hour away i don't know i was just back in town with my friends you know and so about a week after that i get uh, a knock on my door and it was two police officers two detectives and they want to they have some questions about that that night that incident um oh actually Actually, I gave, a, remember I told you guys I like to tell on people? Well, that night, um, after everything had happened, the police were questioning different people, different witnesses, and I was one of them. And so I gave my, my witness, what do you call it? Um, I can't think of the word. But anyway, I just shared what I saw and named a couple of people. But more to show that certain people were not involved in the shooting of the gun. And so anyways, they have my report, they show up at my, my house um, and I invite them in and it's just me and these two detectives around my kitchen table and I'm pregnant with my first daughter, so no kids yet. And they start asking me to repeat the details of that night and I said, I noticed that the detective had my written statement in front of him and I just said, well, why don't you read me what I already stated and I'll correct you if there's any details that are inaccurate he did not like that but i wasn't going to repeat an entire story again this is like deja vu people always ask me to repeat things that i already wrote up so if it's already written you already have it so he reads it back and i just agree with it and that's that and they leave with no nothing extra um, well the friend who i named in the report i apparently he felt like i was like i betrayed him and i was snitching on him but i but i didn't i wasn't i know that still today my conscience is clear so uh, yeah, that was just one extra additional, um, not really, I guess you can't call that a run-in, but just encounter. And I was like this this needs to stop. I need to stop having any kind of contact with law enforcement if it's not in my favor. Um, and that's about it. So now you guys know just about everything that you need to know about me. Hope you enjoyed the story. Hope you found it beneficial. Don't get invites don't go to jail. I don't know. Take what you can. Take what you will. All right, you guys. Next week we're going to have something much different for you. I hope you guys have a great week ahead and I will see you next time. Until then, be a blessing and be blessed. And of course, remember to rate and review and share with a friend if you think you have somebody who might enjoy this. All right. See you next time. Bye.